to the JRVS audio newsletter, your place for Instagram news, tips, and inspiration. My name is Evelyn, an Instagram strategist for you mail techs. And since you're listening to the audio version of my monthly newsletter, I'll be adding in a little bit of context to my words since you're listening and not looking. So let's get into it. or team is not an easy decision. Definitely not something that you want to take lightly, but having a few things in order can help you with that journey. Now, this isn't everything, but just a few things, um, important things to think about before you make that investment. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about is having clear expectations. So knowing what you expect from yourself and your business without hiring someone is very important. So do you often expect yourself to go above and beyond what's necessary to get work done? Are you someone that thrives on working by yourself? This is an important question because it may mean that you have to work extra hard at delegating clearly. And I'm definitely someone that works well independently, and so far I've only needed to hire out for project-based work. Um, And I also tend to be extremely detailed, so I might lean towards being a person who provides too much information and could overwhelm someone with what to do if I'm not conscious um, about simplifying the process. So knowing for yourself what work style you have independently and also collaboratively with others is super important. Owning your own business is like having a mirror that focuses on all the things that you need to work on and shows you how willing you are to endure to meet those those goals that you have. No business owner knows it all and none of us are perfect. And so having an awareness of where you are currently at is important when it comes to your expectations. Be okay with figuring things out as you go. So the next aspect of things is your expectations of your hire. So it's it's obvious that you want this person to have similar care and attention um, that you do for yourself and your business. And you want this person to be a good match in your business. So in order for this person to be a good match, it's important to have in mind not just the tasks that you need done, but also the type of person that you collaborate well with. Being clear on what it is that you expect from them and voicing your expectations clearly is going to make the process so much easier and smoother. Not perfect, but just more seamless. So even if they're not able to provide exactly what you were expecting, given that those expectations were reasonable, of course, you can still feel like you spoke and were heard. That person that you're hiring can do their best to meet your expectations because they clearly know what they are. And the opposite is true if you know that you are telling the person 
that you expect them to carry out something that was agreed upon, but deep down you're hoping for a different result. Those are unspoken expectations, and if the person you're hiring doesn't know that deep down you're really wanting and hoping for something else, then they're not going to be able to meet your expectations. And this is also true for expectations that change along the way. Communication is so needed when it comes to that, and it's key when it comes to collaboration. No one wants to feel like they're not giving what's needed and they're not um, filling um, their client's needs. So all in all, in your expectations of yourself and the person that you're hiring, you should be clear, reasonable, um, and the goals should be attainable. So when you have those, those three things as the main factor of your expectations, and you're clear on those three things, then you're much more likely to reach your expectations and fulfill them. So let's talk about a second thing, which is your brand strategy. Now this is focused on the brand strategy and the season of life that you're in. So a lot of times as business owners, myself included, we start out our businesses and we kind of are piecing things together, which is understandable. We're bootstrapping our way to figuring things out. And maybe you're still in that process of figuring things out and that's totally fine. But again, this goes back to having the right expectations. So knowing that, okay, I'm in a season of bootstrapping my business. So if I hire someone, whether that be for a project or long-term, you want to have that in the back of your mind that I'm still figuring out what my brand strategy is. So my expectations for this person I'm hiring are going to have to be much more collaborative, much more communication about when my expectations change. So this is going to be a big factor when it comes to who you should hire. So when you hire someone to help with your marketing um, for your brand strategy, um, that should kind of be figured out first. So hiring a brand strategist first and then hiring someone to market that strategy can be the best route. Now, your brand strategy doesn't have to be solid and set in stone, but you have to have it figured out up to the point where you currently are in your business. So having that brand strategy is going to be the basis or the foundation of your content strategy. You can't have one without the other because your brand strategy provides the reason for the content strategy and your content is based on who you are as a brand and how you want to stand out. So you've probably heard the term throwing spaghetti at the wall and a lot of times when it comes to social media and putting yourself out there on social media where that term comes from is brands that have just been experimenting without having a brand strategy. Now there is experimentation that you know has to be done 
even um, when you have a grand strategy, but you're not trying to build a house without the foundation. So you're not throwing spaghetti at the wall. You're making intentional choices when it comes to your content marketing because you're basing it off of your brand strategy. Your brand strategy also focuses on your long-term goals and your content strategy is the smaller goals and steps to bring you closer to those long-term goals. So your brand strategy is something that goes beyond your logo and colors. Those are great things to have, but your brand strategy is something that includes your brand voice, your messaging, your client acquisition, your client avatar, how you want people to feel when they come across your brand on social media, when they're sent an email, when they go to your website and things like this. So when you're clear on this process and you don't skimp over it, it really helps the person that is marketing for you to be much more clear on how to execute your content strategy in the best way. If they only have a little bit of information, then it'll take them twice as long to get results for your content strategy. And you have the risk that the content doesn't quite align with what the expectations of your brand. So essentially, the more clear you are with your brand and the more clear um, you can explain your brand, then the more clear your marketer can market your brand. And a lot of this too is on us marketers to make sure we're asking the right questions in the in initial um, phase of the project to get those necessary details. With each client I work with, I'm always learning how to word things better or ask questions that I didn't think to ask previously. So the next thing, the third thing now um, that I want to highlight is, do you know your delegation style? And I think something not talked about enough is learning what your delegation style is. Now, as I was thinking about this, I thought about something similar to Myers-Briggs, which is a personality test. When we interact with people, we start to learn what makes them tick and we start to learn what makes us tick. And this helps us to better interact with people when we realize like, hey, I communicate this way or I receive information best this way. So I don't know if somebody's already created a personality test. Um, that pertains to delegation. I'm sure it's out there. I just don't know where it is. Um, but I feel like everybody has their own style of delegation. And I've broken it up into three ways just for the ease of remembering. And also um, it makes it easier for me to explain what's in my head to you um, who is listening. So the first type of delegation that I thought of is um, the check-in client. So this type of delegation is someone that is 100% comfortable with someone else just taking over their Instagram completely and handling 
all of the marketing without much of their input. Now, I feel like this type of delegation, although I have worked with clients that have this type of delegation style, is more so for the clients that have worked on longer projects. They're more comfortable with you and things like that. So these types of clients are solely focused on the time that they're getting back and using that time to work on other business projects or just to kind of relax and um, bring more attention to their own self-care. So besides monthly strategy meetings and weekly check-ins to ask questions and go back and forth about things that are happening that week or need to happen in the coming weeks, this type of delegator is completely fine with saying what needs to be done and trusting that it's going to get done. So the second type that I thought of is the detailer. They need to see everything that's happening. And this type of delegator is the upfront details type. They um, need to see all the details up front and throughout the process. They need to know how everything is going to go. Um, they also want to go over everything and approve everything before it goes out to their marketing channels. And they may need to see the details of every word, caption, hashtag, picture that is going out in order to make sure that it's meeting their brand standards. So the last delegator that I thought of is a little bit of both. It's a mix of both. And I call this the puzzle collaborator. So they're the type that they create the border for their brand. The marketer finds the, let's say, the sky puzzle pieces in this picture that we're creating, um, or the best marketing strategies. And they collaborate to finish this puzzle. Now, I would say this person um, or this delegation style is most common for people that haven't transitioned yet from short-term projects to long-term. Um, this is someone that is very collaborative and someone that likes to take what they need to work on independently and get it done while allowing the marketer to do what they do best. So it's a healthy mix of both. Now, something else to think about too is that many clients Many of us business owners are not just one of those things. We're one of these in many different stages depending on the length of a project. So the last thing that I wanted to highlight today is budget. And that's probably like maybe at the top of the list, um, a first thing to think about, but it's a very important thing. So you want to evaluate how much you can reasonably spend, honestly, for a minimum of three months. And the reason why I say a minimum of three months is, in my experience um, thus far, when being hired for social media projects, is that the first month is basically building the brand foundation, repairing the foundation, or learning the specific maintenance aspects of someone else's marketing house. 
all of those things take time to learn and create a custom formula for. And the longer you've been able to market your business, the more knowledge you're, you're going to have um, and be able to give when it comes to maintaining certain goals that you have. Being able to make a reasonable investment based on the current needs of your business is important. So if you need long-term support, but you hire for a short-term um, basis, um, that's, that's going to make it very difficult for you to meet your expectations and to get the results that you're hoping for. So my advice would be to continue to save so you can get more out of your investment. And the same goes for hiring a long-term marketer when you really just need something like a VIP day. So like I said in the beginning, this isn't an exhaustive list, um, but just a few major things when it comes to hiring the right marketing person for your nail business. As always, you know, I say take what is helpful to you and ignore the rest. <laughs> um, come back to it when you do need it, you know. With good systems, it can be a much more seamless transition. And that is something that I personally am always working on is my client experience um, to make that transition even more seamless as the years goes on in my business. Um, I, I usually dedicate the last week of every month or after onboarding, offboarding, I should say, each client to make improvements to my systems for this very reason. Um, so I can spend less time doing admin tasks and more time can be spent creating sustainable marketing systems for clients. So if you need marketing help, I have some openings, so feel free to visit my website um, when it's the right time for you. And as always, I thank you so much for listening. And if you found anything helpful, um, definitely feel free to share my podcast, share what's been helpful for you, and leave a review. It would be much appreciated. And I hope you have a rosy day and we'll talk soon.